0: welcome back to another episode of the Brazilian Point of View. My name is Ana and I'm here to tell you the real truth about Brazil. So for today's episode is such a personal and emotional one. I brought for this one my friend Murilu. We met nine years ago in this high school exchange program in the Netherlands and we've been really close friends since then. I thought it would be really cool to bring him to the podcast to talk about our experience We had different experiences, but at the same time, quite similar ones in this exchange program with very bad host families. And it's so incredibly personal. I don't think my friends at the time or my current friends know all about this because it was honestly just a lot that we've been through being only 16 at such a young age to go through all of that that we did but we can say that we really matured and we enjoyed I guess the program even though just because we met each other we met awesome people and we really enjoy the country despite all the agency and host family situation I'm not going to give any spoilers Although I do, I do hope that you enjoy this episode. I mean, you can enjoy it because there are some funny parts. It's not just everything so depressing. But before we get to that, please make sure to follow, subscribe, and review this podcast. Follow it on Instagram at the Brazilian POV Podcast. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Hi, how are you? I am fine, and you? I'm good. Thank you for coming to the podcast. I'm actually very excited to talk about our exchange.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We haven't talked about it in a while, I guess. I mean, we do talk about it once in a while, just random things about the exchange, but not all about it. I don't think we ever did, actually.
1: Yeah, I think there's two points that... Uh, I think about it that, first of all, we can't tell about everything, like names of some people that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we've been meeting there. And of course, there's not uh, enough time to talk about all the experience and all the times that we were together. But I really hope that in this podcast, um, we can share some highlights highlights about our exchange program.
0: Yeah, totally. So for starters, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yes, my name is Murilo. I'm from Brazil. I live in a little small town in the state of São Paulo. Now uh, I am a lawyer. Mm. I work in some cases of international law
0: We both went to the Netherlands in 2012 for this high school exchange program, which is not super usual, at least here in Brazil, to go to the Netherlands. People here use, normally they go to, I don't know, Australia, the USA, Canada, or I don't know, France. Do people go to France? I think so. Germany. And then we went to the Netherlands, which is not something, so usual, at least it wasn't when we went there. So how did you even decide that you wanted to go there in the first place?
1: Okay, when I started to program the trip to have been in a exchange program, the, uh, my first option was going to the UK, but I don't know why, the costs to travel, to stay, to study in UK doesn't matter if in England, Scotland, it uh, costs very, very, very much. And then uh, I I was thinking about Australia, like you said, and Canada, but um, I always. Um, had thinking about uh, Europe. And then the agency um, told about the Netherlands. I was like, but Netherlands, nobody goes to the Netherlands. Exactly. And, <laughs> and the agency told me, no, but there is a, a good program. There is a good experience there, and I think you would like it. And I think I get thinking about it like one month. And just after I have my decision, yes, um, I would like to, to be in the Netherlands. But Netherlands wasn't my first option. This is for sure. My first option was England, maybe Australia, but not the Netherlands.
0: Yeah, I thought about the UK as well, like you said, but it's so expensive, like so expensive till this day. So uh, it it didn't make sense to spend so much money on this kind of experience, you know, because we were just in high school, so it didn't make sense. I think I really wanted to go to Canada but that was also very expensive. So um, there was this whole economic crash at the time. And then I thought about going to the USA. But turns out that you couldn't choose where to go. So the agency told that some kids were being put in like farms in the middle of nowhere. And I didn't want to go to a farm. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, no thanks. Um, so I had to choose from a country that was good economically speaking and that they could actually speak, speak good English because I couldn't speak any other languages. So I was in between the Netherlands and Germany and I had my, my best friend, she went to Germany and I didn't want people to think that I was just going where she was going, you know, like teenage stuff. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to the Netherlands. But it wasn't something that I actually chose, kind of chose me. <laughs> it's really funny because I, I didn't like you at first and for no reason at all. But then we became instantly friends, especially yeah. when we got to Amsterdam. And then we were picked up by the agency, like from, for some, like some people, at least we were like five. So I guess we were cool, we felt kind of safe but then we were picked up by some people from the agency and there were like tons of Belgium kids, yeah like so many, so many of them and then we had to wait like forever because another Brazilian girl was coming and we became friends with her as well, her name is Deborah, and We were like a trio from then on. It was like, was so funny. And then funny enough, I think everyone goes, I guess this is like the normal thing for exchange. I don't know how it works anymore. But at our time, we had to go to this camp for a week before we actually go to our host family houses, you know. And we spent one week in this camp, just, I, I don't even know, I, I think we learned, try to learn or pretended to learn Dutch. But I don't even know, um, what else yes. did you do there? Because I can't remember.
1: I, I think about um, Dutch classes for sure. Yeah. Uh, one day we had, um, I don't know if it's right to say it in English, but, Bicycle classes, how to oh my god, learn to ride a bicycle. Yeah,
0: I remember,
1: but most of the days I really don't remember what we did there in this camp. And after the this week in the camp, um, we, we went to the host families and these, yeah, they picked us I, up there it, this time was my first I cannot describe the that feeling but was like oh last week I was with Brazilians it was nice but now I am in myself by myself with just the host family speaking English because my host family didn't speak Dutch and it was like very sad. I remember my first days in the host family. I just cried because, oh my God, I really talk with the Brazilians. I want to go to my family. I don't want to stay here anymore. And then a lot, uh, sometime later, another problem was coming. Like, yes, you know, the, my host family wasn't so, so peaceful
0: yeah yeah we both had like huge problems with our first host families i remember when i got to the whole family's house they did they called like cousins and like familiar like parent like i don't know like family their whole extended family to meet me and I was like scared as hell, like, I don't know these people. And they're speaking Dutch and like my head hurts because they could not understand what they're saying. And I was like so confused. And I remember that I was like, oh my God, what am I even doing here? Why? Why did I even want to come? Like, what am I doing here? I was very desperate. And one thing that they did from the start was that they really wanted to control everything that I did literally everything and I couldn't do anything without them making a joke about it like I couldn't be and they were always tracking my steps and everything so they had a kid that was my age she was also 16 and she tried to control who my friends were in the school Every time that I was with my computer in the living room, she was just looking like what I was doing. If I was reading a book, they would make fun of me. Like, really? And then it was all about it. Like, I bought something. Oh, what'd you buy? You know, I mean, stuff for me. Why do you want to know? Yeah. They were very intrusive, and it was a very, very hard time, I guess. I remember that I didn't have the courage, honestly, to talk all about my problems. I think I did, I did this only with my mom, but I didn't tell my friends. I don't even think that you know literally everything that I've been through because I know that I didn't tell Deborah and she was in my city. We saw each other literally every day. We were in the same school. And uh, turns out I ran away from the host family's house. (laughs) There was like my peaking point because they were accusing me of not liking the host family as much as I liked my Brazilian friend, which was honestly obvious. Like, obviously I'm gonna like my Brazilian friend more than you, what kind of question is that? But they used to point fingers at me all the time and it was just very tiring and I couldn't do it anymore. So I just needed, to breathe. And then I was like, yeah, I cannot go back to that house. So I ran away from for Deborah's house. And her host family was the sweetest. I love them so much. And they supported us, both of us, so much in our hard times. And they I, I actually went to the front of the school and Deborah and her host mom picked me up there. And they took me to their house and I spilled everything. Like I said, literally everything that was going on. And Deborah was like, why didn't you tell me all of this? And I I just, I don't know. My mom said not to tell everyone about this because you don't want to be complaining all the time, I guess. But it was very hard. And then obviously Deborah's host mom had to call my host family to let them know that I was there. And then there was this coordinator for the region that I was at. And then she told me that I had to go back home. That like there started badly because a kid is distressed, you know, is away from the country, like doesn't know anyone. And you, I told her on the phone, I was like, I don't feel safe going back there because the whole was creepy as fuck. And she told me that i had to go back anyway and i was like so 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 scared i got back home they changed the wi-fi like the name and the password so i wouldn't have access to it i remember my mom telling me to be the last one to go to sleep and the first one to wake up the next morning i wake up the next morning i was locked in the house they locked me in left me without any keys nothing i had to like make a whole plan to run away to just like get more money or i don't know what it was for the phone so i would make sure to have internet then i had lunch with my coordinator i told her yes i want to change houses because i cannot stay here anymore obviously like i'm telling like the nutshell of everything because they're like (laughs) A bunch of details right there but and then she was like oh, okay I'm going to look for another house for you and um, then we got back to the whole family's house and they told the coordinator that they didn't change the password or the wi-fi or anything and that I was I don't know plotting against them to make them look bad And then the coordinator made me apologize to the whole family for making up lies about them. Like, are you kidding me? Like, uh, I was just like, the agency, terrible. I I think
1: all the time, most of them, the agency um, thought more about the families. Totally. They weren't
0: protecting the families, they weren't protecting us kids.
1: Because in my case, um, I think I was the, the one case that was like this in the exchange. I was in a family that the host father was Dutch, but the host mother was from Romania. And she <laughs> didn't speak Dutch. That so was insane. She she just speak English with the host father. And I wasn't allowed allowed to talk with him in Dutch. I couldn't speak Dutch in the, in the house. And when you go to the Netherlands, in the first moment, you don't want to learn Dutch. But when yeah. you are there, you must learn Dutch too.
0: Yeah, to otherwise you'll cool just be everybody. Kind of lost. Even and, though people do speak good English, like they very much appreciate when you speak Dutch and Dutch, you yes. kind of learn your way.
1: Yeah. And I felt that um, that's not right because I am in the Netherlands and I'm in a host family that I cannot speak Dutch.
0: Yeah, it was missing the whole point. Like, that.
1: And I remember one time the coordinator told me like, you are in an exchange program, you must be open to learn about a lot of cultures, not just not just the Dutch culture. And I was, but I choose Netherlands. If I choose Netherlands, I must be in a Dutch house speaking Dutch. But I remember that we arrived in the Netherlands in August, and I had stayed in this family till November. Yes, it was yeah, four, yes, four? No, four or five months in that house. That was terrible. The, the host mother was very rude with me. She was always like, as you said, Uh, looking my computer telling me I couldn't go to that place or she was very controlling me that wasn't a good experience in that house another point is that in this time my host family that was just the host father and the host mom they traveled to Romania and then I was alone by the host house like two weeks I guess and in this time I spoke with the coordinators tell all my feelings for I think three or five coordinators and finally after all that month um, they agreed to send me to another house, to another host family. Meanwhile, the, the host, host father and the host mother was in Romania. Then they arrived from the trip and I was like in the table with them. And I told, um, have the agency told you that I'm moving and then she told me, yes, but do you agree with this thing? I said, yes, I want to move. And then she got my laptop, my cell phone away from me. I was like, I cannot speak with no one. I just cried and I started to yell and like, help me, help me. And I remember the last night I was in this house. I think it was not winter, but it was autumn. And then she turned off the heater and I must sleep in a room like, it. I think it was like zero five degrees, Celsius degrees.
0: Yeah, I totally remember this happening to you that she grabbed like everything that you owned because we were texting right before she grabbed all your stuff. I think that she got your computer first or your cell phone like we were talking from one of those two. And I remember you texting me, she's grabbing my stuff. I'm not going to be able to talk to you anymore. Yeah, And I was like terrified I was like oh my god like I'm literally getting goosebumps right now because I remember it vividly I was so scared for you I was like I like I can't even go there I don't even know where he lives like the address and I can't leave here in the middle of the night to do that and then I know that Deborah's host mom also knew about it and uh, I've actually the other day I found the conversation that I had with her about this that we weren't able to get in touch with you. And I don't know what happened. I think that she was trying to get in touch with the agency so she could let them know what was happening to you because that was so absurd. And like, I was terrified for you. I remember that. I know that you switched houses before I did. I think just like a few days apart, I think
1: yes i remember um, this uh this happened on in the last night and in the next day when i wake up i i just get my passport um another i think it was an ipad an ipod not a an, an cell phone because my cell phone was with the host mother i just get my brazilian passport my ipod my money, and I'm going to school, and I will just return to this home w- with another person to me, and I stay all the day with in the in the school, feeling very afraid. And when the class started, the an, one one teacher went to me. F- with um uh, to the host house to pick my clothes my everything and then i move. finally
0: yeah you were you were able to announce in your school that you needed another host family right
1: yes i told them in um like when my host family traveled to romania i really knew that I I needed to move from that house. Yeah. And I started to talk about my colleagues at school. Uh, I really want to move. I need to go to another house. I don't know if it's possible if you talk to your parents. And I think it's they really support me with my, the problems of my first host family.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, This is actually almost triggering because like we were talking about this now and I remember exactly how it was at the time, exactly how it was. It's like we're (laughs) back there for a moment. But I remember that you did that and you were so lucky to find a second family. It's, It's crazy. Like the agency sucked, honestly, like you said. They cared so much more about the families than the exchange students. Yes. I like so many people had so many problems. I remember that there was this Belgian girl. She was in the same house that this girl from Thailand. And both of them weren't being fed well. Like they, like the whole family didn't give them enough food. Oh. And then they had to change houses. <laughs> you remember yeah. that?
1: yeah i I really remember the agency i think there there was so how i can say it in english
0: like it's like they were fighting with the exchange students yes like who has more power It's, it's like insane we were 16 17 15 you know yes and
1: i don't like to say it but we pay it to be there
0: yeah, exactly. We paid right.
1: for a good experience. Yes, to we care paid of. for that. We paid to have been supported in bad times. We paid to have And there was times that I called to the agency and they just didn't ask me. I was like, hi, I'm Rilo. And then they just put the phone off. Oh my God. It, really? was, it was a terrible, terrible experience. I remember... No. One one woman who works there. I will talk about her, like Veronica.
0: Yeah, let's call her Veronica.
1: Veronica, (laughs) and she was like, "I don't care about these fucking students."
0: Yeah, Veronica was the worst. Like, Veronica was. She has a special place in hell just for her. Like, seriously, she's like the worst. There was this Brazilian girl that, I think it was two weeks in the program that she had major issues with her host brother that he looked so weird at her. The host parents didn't even show her the way to the school. Like she was in a dangerous situation and Veronica didn't want her to move houses. Fortunately, she found a great host family and she even travel to Mexico with
1: them. It was, Veronica was terrible with all the students. We haven't been supported to have a good experience by the agency. And when people ask me, would you like to make another exchange? Would you like to go back to the Netherlands and have that moment again? I said, uh, Netherlands was amazing, but the agency was exactly. terrible. Don't exactly. go to the Netherlands. Don't go to the Netherlands with that agency because that is, was terrible, 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 terrible. I really don't know if nowadays the agency has a lot of students I don't know how they are working today
0: yeah they do because I ha- I do. follow their page on Facebook oh so I had have updates on them so they do have a lot of students I
1: really expected that now they are better but I, I really don't know yeah. because yeah. in that area was wasn't a good experience because the agency I think if the agency was more I don't know how to say it if the agency take care more about the students they care more about choosing the families but was like oh I found one family for you you go there yeah literally the
0: family shows us and that was it like oh go there
1: doesn't matter how the family was, doesn't matter if you like the family, because they just send you to there uh, without asking you. Would you like to go to that family?
0: Yeah, we we didn't have a choice, really. And uh, like you said, it's exactly the agency. The good thing is that we were able to separate the country and the people from the agency we were able to see that the problem was the agency because i know a girl from my city from my former school that she went to the netherlands with another agency and she had the time of her life she said that none of the students had any problem so it was the agency that sucked so bad
1: the agency was, was very very terrible and i remember that at the final of the exchange it was like two days to the Christmas. And I told to Veronica, I really want to stay in the Netherlands to share the Christmas and the New Year's with my host family. And then she said, no, you must go to Brazil. And I was, no, I want to stay. She was disgusting. Yes, I paid to stay here till August. And she said no. Yes, because with the problems of the first host family, I I should return to Brazil earlier. I've been pro I've been Grid.
0: You were saying a year? I didn't know that. Or I didn't yes, remember. I think, I know.
1: yes, because there I think we we can explain that. There's two kinds of exchange. Yeah. You pay for six months. Or you pay for one year. Oh, I you were staying for, for a year. What?
0: You were staying for a year.
1: Yes, one year. But that's insane. With...
0: I was staying just for six months and I didn't even stay like technically I was supposed to go back, come back here in January, but I didn't all in December. Yeah. I, mean, I paid for wish. one
1: year, but after all the problems with the first host family. The agency told me that I must return to Brazil in the final of December. It wasn't my choice.
0: What? Yes. What the hell? I, I no this. I didn't know for sure because I wouldn't remember. What the hell? Seriously.
1: Yes, and my my father also must paid like
0: so a much. Bill so much because yeah. I remember and- that it was very expensive. Six months, like one year it was so expensive yes
1: but the point uh he he paid more like um i don't know how to say like in english fee? maybe you can translate to me now like a multa we can see yeah like a fee yeah a fee um he paid a fee that i was returning earlier to brazil but wasn't my choice
0: Oh well, yeah i remember the existence of this fee and you you didn't even choose what the hell what yes, the
1: hell it was terrible the agency
0: Nowadays. Also did you get like this warning letter for changing families that you I, had to sign?
1: I don't remember. I don't think I I don't think I signed anything.
0: Yeah, this this was BS as well cuz Veronica made me sign she gave me like a warning letter for changing families. But okay, let me explain first. So the thing is that I wanted to change families, but my first host family, they thought about it and they figured that it would look very bad for them if I left their family. So they didn't want me to leave and I desperately wanted to leave. And I wasn't allowed to tell any of my friends because the my host sister went to my school. So I think it was like on a Friday, I they... Told me that I got a new family in the south, like the south, the south really south of another Yeah, like yeah, exactly. And uh, I were I was able to tell all of, all of my friends that I was leaving. Like what the hell? And then I told them. And then one of my friends, she was Dutch. Her name is Sylvia, love her. She talked to her parents. And they said, okay, so just so she doesn't have to change schools and change city and adapt all over again, because it's a hard process, she can stay with us. And I was so hopeful because this is what happened to you. You stayed with, with this whole family that you got from your school. And then I remember that I was calling my mom and the agency here in brazil like my friend told me that i could stay in her house i don't want to move i don't want to stay like i don't want to adapt all over again because i had a really hard time adapting and i don't want to stay away from that but i don't want to stay away from my friends like none of this i'm used to this city already i love here and first of all they understood that sylvia was brazilian because this is a common brazilian name as well but then i explained to them that she was dutch and it turns out that Veronica was the one responsible for my destination because the actual boss of the agency was on vacation and she was in charge. And then she said, well, the whole family doesn't want you to go and you want to go. So you are not going to a place you want to go. You're going to the place that I want you to go. And then they remember. did not let me stay at my friend's house. And this is how the agency protects the host families way more than the students, because I'm paying to be here and I don't want to adapt all over again. Doesn't make sense. And I'm not even going to talk to the host sister, like former host sister, cause I didn't even like her. So that would be insane. But they were prote- they were overprotective about the whole families, and then I had to move for this house. There were like a couple of elders. The woman stole my candy, and uh, it was like I swear it were like there were like three houses in the middle of nowhere, Deadass in the middle of nowhere, and one of them was the one that I was in, and. Um, then I got a warning letter for changing houses. Like, and, when, and they, they told us that when you get three warning, le- warning letters, you have to leave the exchange, like you were kind of expelled or whatever. And I said, I talked to my mom and the agency here in Brazil. And the woman from the agency told me, okay, don't sign it because it's not your fault that you had to change whole families it's their fault like look, look what they did to you although none of them believed me like the agency they're in the Netherlands here they did believe me I think that they were as traumatized as I were and uh, I didn't sign it I told Veronica I'm not going to sign it because it's not my fault and then she yeah. gave me a second warning letter for not signing the first <laughs> and I was like Okay, now what do I do? And then she was like, yeah, now you have to sign both of them because if you get a third, you're screwed. And now you have to really walk in line and be like, perfect. Perfect, yes. And then Veronica told the second host family that they had to be watching me all the time because I was very sneaky or whatever. (laughs) And then she put me in this school of special kids which would be fine. But like, and, and she told me that it was the nearest school because that was the thing of the program. You had to go to the school that was nearest to you. And she told me that was nearest to me. Although I had to go through a whole city to get to the city of my school. And then when I got there, I made a friend and she asked me why I was there because it was a special kids school. And I said that it was the nearest in my house. And she went to the house once. And she's told me, yeah, this is not, there is a school very, very near your house that you have to bike like five minutes. And for this school, I had to bike like almost 30 minutes. And that's when I saw that Veronica screwed me over. (laughs) She did everything to make my life very miserable. She forbid me to go back to the first city to see my friend. She actually um, let me go there just one last time before I came back home just to say goodbye and my friends were so cute they made me a surprise they gave me a bunch of gifts I I, I almost cried I was like screw you feel my life I was so pissed so pissed yeah, she was she yeah. was terrible terrible
1: yeah. terrible terrible she she. <laughs> I don't have words to describe her. Exactly. <laughs> she's just terrible she, at her job. Yeah, she's honestly. a person with no feelings. Yeah, I just don't hate, point, she hates
0: kids. She hates kids. Yeah, she hates. She, I think,
1: and there is another point that it, I was very shocked about it. When I moved from the first host family to the second host family, talking with you, talking with Deborah, I discovered that when I arrived to the First Host family, they told me I must pay um, three 300 euros to yeah, have a that. visa. And I said, okay, 300 euros to have a visa. I must have a visa, then I must have pay. Okay. And then I discovered that this 300 euro was paid in brazil by my father yeah. and my first host family take these euros and they didn't tell me it was they like, also
0: made you paid for your bike right yes yeah i didn't pay for mine because i already paid for it and i was very confused at first But then they said, no, the agency gave us the money to pay for your bike. Although it was so cheap. I think they kept a little bit of it, but still.
1: Yes, my first host family kept all my money, I guess. Because I was paying so many things that in Brazil we already paid. Mm -hmm. And it was a very bad experience with the first host family family. Till I moved to the second one that was just amazing. The second host family, there is the host father, the host mother. Three host brothers and one host sister that I really, really like her. We talk every week. She, she also asked me, oh, when you come back to the Netherlands? And I think when I moved to the second host family, the family, my school, everybody knew about my situation. So I felt like the agency doesn't matter now because if the agency put me put me out of the program, I have a visa and I can stay here till August. But the last month in the Netherlands was very, very amazing with the second host family. Different from you, I have a very bad host family, as you have, but the second one was amazing. I really feel at home and I really keep in me the feelings that we share together. And it was amazing there in the second host family. And I really remember that you met me, one of my host brothers
0: yeah <laughs> yeah we all went to it was the time that i went to visit my friends one last time before i came back to brazil and then i was like yeah i'm gonna go back there do you want to meet and you were like sure and then you took your host brother it was a whole experience <laughs> <that trip. Yes. laughs> it was so fun
1: yes and it was a very good moment yeah we all of, like, I think.
0: we had so much fun when we were together yes yeah and there. we talked every day we talked literally every day i remember that we there was this app called viber yes. and then we would call each other every day from viber i remember that i was in school and i was bored and i would call you and i was like you're not gonna believe what just happened <laughs> we would talk shit about everyone Yes. It was so fun. It was so fun. Honestly, I gotta say that my experience was bittersweet just because I met so many amazing people. I loved the country. I just didn't have so much luck with the host families, both of them. I think everyone that changed host family, they turned out to have a great experience with the second one. I didn't. Veronica screwed me over. But it and it was insane. But the good thing is that, like you said, you had the support from your school. And I had the support from my school as well. I was very lucky that I think because they were a special school, they were very sensitive of other people. And they were sensitive of my situation. My history teacher loved Brazil. And they really helped me pass my classes. <laughs> And I remember the principal like when she let me literally like study whatever I wanted. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do chemistry and then biology and this that I need to do. And then I'm gonna do this, this and this. And she said, okay, you're doing your core subjects and you can do whatever the hell you want. And if you don't want a class anymore, just don't, you don't have to go. So I skipped a lot of classes. (laughs) There was this class that I went once and then I never went again, like without any explanation. (laughs) I just disappeared, like vanished from the school. But they were all very supportive, I guess. Um, Overall, I was very lucky with the school and the second host family. And the good thing is that i couldn't stand to be on the house the, on the weekends because i didn't have anything to do nothing happened around there like my friends i asked them like from the second school what did you what do you do on the weekends and they said nothing <laughs> do you go to a bar there is there clubs there? there like i don't know like a park whatever no we stay at home and then i saw that i couldn't do anything <laughs> so i traveled literally every Saturday I went to this city that was nearby Maastricht and then on Sundays I would always go to Amsterdam and just wandered around like literally I wouldn't do anything specific I would walk around the city just to be away from those people (laughs) because I was not having it but um so let's finish this episode just talking about some really fun stuff because until now, I think it was low-key depressing, <laughs> everything <laughs> that we talked about, but we had great moments there as yeah. well, that's why it was bittersweet, most of all. Um, there was this weekend that we went to Paris, and <laughs> no, my gosh, so fun, yeah, it was so really cool. funny. Like, we,
1: we can make another podcast, another chapter. Just exactly. It. It's just like, part two. <laughs> part two, yes. How to open a wine bottle with a small... Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. Tower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. But well, we had, like, a great time. The agency did not care for us at all. And they were like, okay, like, do whatever you want and be here at seven. It was kind of like that. And we did some, like, I I don't even know, like, we're so random. We just walked around. We went to Abercrombie, stayed in line for, I don't know, how many hours. And then we bought wine and beer. We couldn't drink, but we did put some in the bags to the hotel, I didn't like wine or beer, and I wasn't the time that I didn't drink just to drink. I actually drank because I liked it. So I didn't drink anything, but oh God, you got drunk with wine. Like, yes. best video ever.
1: Yes, that video was amazing. How to open a, it was so a funny. wine bottle with the power <laughs> and then just drinking
0: we're taking shots of wine this is
1: yes yes big shots of wine
0: yeah we had we had so much fun it was so random i'm so glad that at that time i used to take pictures and record everything because i was so happy with my iphone 4 because i bought there so i filmed and took pictures of everything And I'm so glad that I did because today, these days, like we have great memories, like pictures, we have videos and we can laugh all about it again. And uh, I think one last memory, just tune out the episode. Um, A friend of ours, she had a birthday and then she could invite a few of us to go to her house. Her host family was also her coordinator, so it was kind of strict.
1: Yes, they, we... they were my coordinators.
0: Oh, yeah, there was that yeah. as well. I'm, I'm sorry for that because he sucked. <laughs> but we went to this club and we were almost weren't able to get in because I was stupid enough to forget my passport. And like your in- international minor, you can't simply not like forget your passport and there you can get in when you are 16 years old so we were 16 we were all 16 and then I forgot my passport and there was this whole episode with this blonde girl that she was very sure that she could lend me her ID and then the the security would be like okay that's you like honey no I looked like fucking 12 and I was not blonde so that was funny and something also that i want to ask you because i'm gonna be very clear i know like very bright in the day we used to smoke like it was a cool thing to do and that's so funny because i was like terrified like literally scared of cigarettes before going to the netherlands but my friends there, they convinced me that it was actually cool. So I was like, okay, must be. So <laughs> we started smoking, me, you, and Deborah. And I remember that we would smoke that night and would be like, I wanna smoke. Do, do you want to ruin your lungs with me? Like, <laughs> cause we didn't want to smoke on our own. We needed someone else to smoke as well, like so random yeah so like Um, was it me that made you smoke in the first place
1: (laughs) no i i think um, i bought the first cigarette by my own and there was a special kind of cigarette the camel Oh,
0: with mm, that was a good balm. one yeah that was a like a good one let's well, say. so that was what which one the one that my friends used to smoke and i was like i, I always loved mint so it made sense that i would like that cigarette you know what i mean <laughs> so uh, yeah i remember that i remember that and then i i only smoked that one
1: by the way yeah <laughs> and that night we smoked a lot
0: I think think. we smoked like a whole package.
1: Yes, I I, I smoked (laughs) too much cigarettes.
0: Yeah, at the end of the night, I was like, oh my God, we finished all my cigarettes, damn. Like I was pissed, like who is she? What the hell, I was 16. (laughs) And then I remember that once you were in Venkhai and then we went to this place that my friends used to buy the cigarettes and then we went there as well to buy ourselves because, you know, we were together. Yeah. So obviously we needed to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly, I think, yeah, it's exactly. I think our experience was bittersweet. I, I really, I don't regret whatsoever going there, though
1: no no regrets it was amazing with all the problems the experience was amazing
0: yeah yeah I, I love the country I'm so happy that I met amazing people I wouldn't change this or anything in the world
1: yeah for sure
0: so thank you so much for coming to the podcast it was really great having you here
1: and oh, thank you uh,
0: we opened up so bad like this is actually going out for other people to hear this is <laughs> insane because like not even our parents know all about this no
1: has yes, definitely they can hear it
0: yeah <laughs> so if people want to find you online like on Instagram whatever where can they find you
1: yes they can find me on instagram uh, I think it's better if I spell my Instagram account because it's some kind different it's m-u-r-i-l-o and as you say you can put Cameron so it's Murilo Cameron because my family is from Spain and you can find me there to find me on Instagram see the photos I do share some experience that's it
0: Great. Thank you so much for coming. So that's that for today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. I thought so much about cutting off a lot of parts because it was kind of getting too personal. And I really poured my heart into this episode. I think, as you can see, I was holding an entire monologue just telling my experience but I thought, no, because we're already talking about it. So let's just say how it is, as it is. And uh, that's what we did. I'm really happy that my friend agreed to record this episode. I know that it wasn't so easy to go down on memory lane and kind of relive all of that. By the way, I was drinking wine. While we were recording this episode, so I was feeling everything a little bit extra. That's why I say, like, I think once or twice that it felt like I was back in that moment. Maybe I shouldn't have drank. Anyway, (laughs) thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and my friend Murilo as well. And I hope to see you back for the next episode next week. Bye, everyone.